Radio Tiny House is on the air. Our shed home has been shared more than one million times on the internet. Kind of cool, but kind of weird too. Anyway, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Barry Smith. I'm Beth Smith. Welcome to Radio Tiny House. We've got a special guest with us today. We do. I'm so excited. It's going to be fun, I think. Uh, A lot of information. We're going to be talking with Chris Gerhardt. Hi, Chris. Hey, how are y'all? Good. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Good. Well, Chris is a um, a shed builder, which is kind of cool in and of itself. But right. Chris also um, has a, a great business plan uh, outside of just building a shed. So, what is that, Chris? Um, so I'll say I'm, I'm actually a dealer, not a builder. Oh, okay. Um, so the pictures are are at the uh, at the plant where they build them. So. Um, but as far as, uh, you know, business plan, we, we actually kind of got into this because we were looking to do a bed and breakfast and, um, we looked at several options, um, but didn't want to start from scratch, um, right. and decided that, that getting a dried in unit and starting and just, just, just doing the interior was, um, was a better way to go. And it turns out economically, it's even, uh, in my opinion, a better a better choice if you value your time. And yes, so, right, we do. In yeah, our health. So, <laughs> yeah. Like falling off of roofs and things like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, so anyhow, yeah, we were looking to do, um, I, I do some commercial rental property and, and we actually have a, a room that we uh, do a bed and breakfast in, in our house. And so we were looking at doing something that was more of a, you know, a, a standalone unit. Um, Cause when we travel, we kind of, pretty much exclusively do uh, bed and breakfast and um, we always look for small standalone houses. That's kind of our favorite thing. And, right. and, we started noticing, and you know, we start noticing when you, uh, when you go to an area, I don't know if y'all seen this, you'll usually come across one or two and you're like, Ooh, that one is perfect. And then it's booked for like two months solid. Right. And I'm like, you know, we talked about, it, it's like, I think we need to build that you know, let's, let's, let's try to create that perfect, um, that perfect scenario. And we've got 20 acres behind our house. So, you know, we thought we can set this out there and it's, you know, it's secluded. It's out, it's out in the country. You're by yourself, but yet it's really right in town. And we'll just, you know, try to do a, um, I'm going to call it a, a high end cottage right. type atmosphere and, and we'll see how it goes. And, Cause I know when those things go, they go really well. We've got several, several friends that, that have been breakfast and they make really good money off of them. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've got a, a, well, we call her an adopted daughter that lives in Nashville that has a, a, an Airbnb and she's done a, just a phenomenal yeah, job with this place. Two, one in Atlanta and little kind of small and then, you know, Nashville. So um, she's really turned us on to the opportunities for that. And she's young enough to be our daughter, right? Yeah. For sure. Um, but then the other piece of that is because we're in the shed building space, I keep looking at them and going, oh my gosh, through COVID, we went to the beach actually and stayed in a 350 square foot cottage that honestly could have been a shed. I mean, it, who knows? I think it may have been a shed that right. they converted. Um, yeah. But it was really nice because with COVID, we're not exposing ourselves to 
germs, right? We want to make sure that it's clean and neat and tidy and we're not going through hotel lobbies and going up elevators. And so I just think um, that this cottage notion of a cottage and a place to stay, I would never stay. I don't think I'd stay in somebody's house. No offense to yours. I'm just really about my space. Mm -hmm. And I have become that way. Uh, particularly since I, we build and that kind of thing. But um, having our own private space that's small house, that's what we always look for. Yeah. So, and I think a lot of people are. Yeah, we, and and when we, uh, I mean, the travel is kind of limited right now because of, uh, because of COVID. But when we do go, uh, I'm much more comfortable in an Airbnb mm-hmm. because I know the requirements that Airbnb has put on hosts about cleanliness during COVID. And um, I'm just not sure how many hotels you walk in that you get that same thing. Yeah. So I'm sure they're trying, but yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about what you're doing. As you, as the folks that are watching can see, there's the shed that is being built in a, um, what do you call that? A a big Uh, manufacturing facility, right? Yes. You can actually see a couple in line behind it. Right. Um, I was like, oh, they're really like pushing them out. They are. Um, they they send, you know, they, they complete multiple buildings every day. Um, so that's one of three main construction lines. Uh-huh. And so they, um, I'll tell you, you know, when I went to look at this cabin, you can see that's the shape it was in. Uh, that was Wednesday at lunch, um, about an hour away. Um, and they delivered it at three o'clock the next afternoon. It's wow. We, we had a tough shed delivered to our house. And we had built another one on our property for our, who is, our daughter is living in. And uh, that took us almost two years to complete for a lot of reasons. Partly, we didn't know what the heck we were doing. But secondarily, yeah, there we, were some other issues. We, but anyway. we built a house. We did about 80% of the work on the house with uh, no house building right. experience prior to and, that. And uh, so then we, it was time for us because then our daughter needed it. So we gifted her that space. So then it was time for us and we were like, oh, crap. Now we have to build. Oh, I said a kind of a cuss word. No, then we have to build uh, something ourselves. And we had Tough Shed come out and put something on site and we built it to code. And um, they did it in six days in, a, in an ice storm. Yeah. So like oh, there's no um, we do value our time. So there's no way we could have done that, you know, and All then right. we were able to move on and finish the interior. So. Um, Tell me when you ordered this and obviously it was already partially complete when you decided or maybe they you just grabbed that one or had you pre-ordered exactly what you wanted? So the the um, the company that I work with does custom builds. Uh-huh. And so, um, you know, from a customer experience and this is, you know, I became a dealer. I just um, it, I basically I had a space that I thought would work for a shed dealership and and they agreed. So that's how I got to go see it being built. But um, essentially the way the customer experience works with uh, sturdy shed is the company. Um, we sit down and we custom build what you want, do a 3d model of it. And then we send it in to be built and they're typically delivered in three weeks. So three to four weeks. So what's the um, name of the, what's the name of the distributor or dealer? Uh, sturdy shed. Okay. And uh, Ulrich, Ulrich Barn Builders or Ulrich Cabins is the the parent company, um, and and so they they're much different than a lot of the shed dealers because generally you have to kind of go pick what they have, right. you know, and, and then you have to buy that and, and deal with it. Um, 
you know, I can, I can have a custom and I can actually do an on-site build. You know, our current on-site time is, is two weeks. So, you know, in two weeks we can do a custom build. They'll show up, build it, um, you know, in a, in a couple of days. So um, that's one of the things that this company's really, I really, really like outside the fact that I believe they're, they're probably, if not the best, one of the best quality in the industry is that they're able to custom build at that quality level. So you get exactly what you want. So you're not, you're not having to buy and go, well, we don't really want these doors and we really need three more windows, but we'll take this and make the adjustments. Right. Exactly. Um, I can sit down and, and draw it up. And, and that's what we did with this one, send it in and they build it. And that's so, what we did cool. with Home Depot. Obviously there's yeah. pluses and minuses about that process, but yeah. So one of the things I try to remind people when they're thinking about ordering a shed, right, is two important things and you, you'll have probably more, but house wrap, don't forget to get your shed with house wrap. Well, let's say three decent windows, right? Um, and we'll talk about that, I'm sure, because I see you have, you know, this lovely dormer and with those windows. And then lastly, something on the floor as far as insulation, because once it comes and gets delivered to your house, you can't get under there. Right. Right. If it's sitting well, on I mean, blocks. On a foundation. No, but if it's on blocks or, you know, and yours is on blocks. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so. Um, was there anything else that I, that you would describe differently from your order? Not quite yet. Well, and you know, I'm not familiar enough with the industry to, to speak to where you guys are, but, um, around here, I mean, at least, you know, um, with, with our company, um, we specify shed and cabin shell. Right. Um, and so a cabin shell is designed to be built out where a right. shed is not. And what and, we're doing uh, here is a cabin shell, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, okay. this is a cabin shell. So, gotcha. um, and there's a lot of little things um, that come into play when you start finishing one out. You know, how are the corners finished? Um, do you have anything to attach sheetrock to on your end walls? Because um, a lot of times when it's a shed, they kind of, um, they, they, they build it as cheaply as possible to sure. keep costs down. But when you're trying to finish it into a house, um, you're going to spend more time and money than if you had bought one that was ready to go. Right. Yeah. So right. I think looking for something that, you know, looking for a builder that will build something that is designed to be finished, it puts you way for, further ahead, you know, in the end. I right, don't so. disagree. Right. Although because people see them on the road, right, and they don't know that there are lots of other options. Um, right. and when you're in these shed groups, there's not really much conversation about the whole cabin idea, right? No. It's more about no. getting those ready, what they call ready removables. I call them drag and drop sheds and turning <laughs> them into houses. Right. And so, uh, you know, those kinds of details as you described are so important, but anyway, yeah. this is your cabin build. I, by the yeah. way, I love what you've done. So what's, I, I've just edited out some of the next, some of the pictures, but Barry, you want to scoot forward? Sure. I'll scoot forward. <clears throat> He's got the mouse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's we talk about, did, I, oh, did you go for two? No, I don't no, think no. so. Um, but, so yeah, there's we, one. Go ahead. Before that. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yes, the, the, the dead, upside the down dead person. person laying on the floor. Oh, no. <laughs> the upside down and backwards person. I didn't realize I sent you that one. My wife will be uh, thrilled to see we won't that. Tell her. We won't tell her. So clearly now you're starting to frame. You've gotten it delivered. 
And yes. we have it on wheel, a picture of it on wheels somewhere. And that was it being delivered to your property. I think that's yes. near the end. But we had to um, come through our neighbor's property. That's one thing I would tell people, make sure you can get it in because, you know, that is something to think of if if it has to be delivered on wheels. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And this was delivered on wheels. And so now we're seeing the framing. And I wanted it to out point it out. Obviously, we discussed it a little bit. It does have house wrap. Yes. Um, and then, of course, it's probably 16 on center, not 24 on center. Yes. This far. And I'm talking about studs for people who don't really know what that means. Yes. And then it looks like you've got um, standard windows and uh, a house door instead of those shed doors. Yeah, man, those doors, those shed doors are so I, I, I just I, wish somebody could scream from the top of those shed groups. Don't get don't shed do doors. Right. Yes. Don't do that. Yeah. Um, cause that means if you have shed doors, that means you bought a shed and you'll, it's not tall enough to put a, an actual, uh, entry door in without cutting it down. Right. Right. And so it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. we have, we have, of course the, the tough shed was built, you know, as, to, a, house, as a house to code, but yes. we, we have, um, another shed, what Beth calls a drag and drop, um, that we're in right now. And we've turned that into, um, uh, well, half of it is a record, a podcast studio, recording studio, or maybe a third, and then the rest of it's going to be uh, for other uses. But you know, the door is just kind of funky. It's, it's short. It's short. You can't go to Home Depot and go, "Oh, I like that door," and replace it. You have to order something custom. It isn't. So, yeah. It isn't the shed doors. It's just a regular, you know, like a metal door, but yeah. they've whacked the bottom yeah, off of it. Yeah. Yep. So it looks like also y'all y'all use two by four construction there. Yes. Okay. And the rafters, are they, do you have to afford to any, build any code where you are? Are those, because you, you have more rafters than trusses, if you will. Yeah. So um, the, I mean, the buildings are engineered um, to, to meet code. Okay. And cool. so really that, that's kind of taken care of from a design standpoint. But you don't need to worry um, about that. No, we don't. Um, and around here, I know in some states it's it's very it, you know every state's different and, and really every city is different. Right. Yes, um, yeah. The city that we're in, since we bought a, a completed building um, from a manufacturer, we really didn't really have any issues there. Oh, cool. So I also see some uh, tie downs between the truss, the top yes. trusses, and the framing. That's important yes. so your roof doesn't blow off. Yes, okay. and just to keep them um, structurally sound when they're moving, also. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, and these, uh, this one here actually has tie downs from the um, um, from the floor joists to the skids. Oh, I was um, going so to that. Yeah, so then when you anchor it down to the ground, you know the building is solid; it can't it can't fly away. Right. Excellent. Yeah. And that's important. All right. Yes. Let's go to the next one. Next, go to the next one. All right. Okay. Next, Barry's the. All right. Bye to your wife. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And then here's just another part where you're starting to. Did you frame the interior or did they frame it for you? No, I did. I framed it. Okay. So there's your bathroom coming along. Yes. And there's a, is the kitchen, if I recall, the kitchen's right beside in that slot. Yes. See that yes. yes. Okay. Perfect. Um, I see electrical and the floor, shower pan. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. one that's one thing I don't do. Electrical. I don't mess with things that'll kill me, like electrical and gas. In a in a previous life, I was a controls engineer and I actually engineered electrical systems. So yeah. So that's I'm, I'm okay. Okay. Not us. Just a side story here. When we were <laughs> insulating under our house. Yeah. because um, we we have a crawl space, so we were underneath insulating. And mm -hmm. um 
there was a wire hanging down. And I called our electrician and I said, there's a yellow wire hanging down, you know, underneath kind of where the dishwasher is. Is this a live wire? Do we need to cap this off or can I cut it? And he said, no, there's no power running to it. You can just cut it right off. Mm, yeah. That was not was true. It? That was not a pleasant experience. Thank goodness we survived that. So if we ever were going to do electric, we aren't. Yes. So here's the framing the other direction, which is uh, what, are, what are we seeing back here? So this is actually when we started framing um, the kitchen and bathroom. So, oh, so, it's the same um, thing. so what I, so one of the things I did, um, which you really need to understand structural to do this, and I would not advise it to most people, but my, my brother is also, my brother-in-law is also a contractor. So we worked through this, but they generally use um, uh, rafter ties. Yes. Up at the top to maintain, you know, so that basically the roof doesn't just do this number. Right. 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 And so, yeah. So what you're seeing there is I had put a tie in so that we could remove, we removed all of the ties through the middle of the building. And the way we were able to do that is by tying the walls together. So what you're seeing is that I put a wall tie in and we were going to put a ceiling um, in the kitchen, but decided against that. So in the future or in the previous picture, you'll see that what we did instead to hold that up is the wall went all the way up to the ceiling or right. to the roof peak. And so that serves the same function as the tie. Right. Um, well, I'm really glad you addressed that because in these shed groups, we do see a lot of people saying, can I take these out? And I'm like, no, don't take those out. You're, that's keeping your roof pointed. Yes. And if you get snow or just through time, your roof is going to sag. So I'm really yeah. glad that you hit that point. You really yeah. have to know what you're doing, you know, hire well, a, you know, somebody who does a framer, you know, if a framing uh, contractor or something could come right. look at it and tell you how um, right. we did some work in the middle of the building um, in the dormer. Um, we laminated uh, three quarter inch plywood to the uh, ceiling or to the roof. Um, uh, to remove the ties, um, you know, we like tied you made it to the, of a truss top, like a little triangle of a truss top. Yeah, but we actually didn't even do a triangle. I, I essentially just cut them to cover the uh, bending plates, uh -huh. and then we use construction adhesive and screws. And so, what that does that strengthens that joint, so you don't have a hinge. Um, right, you don't want to hit. You know, a hinge is is when they break. So right. um, or fall apart. So, anyways, we did that to all the center um, of the dormer, so we could remove that one. And that's, keep cool. it that's good to know. Yeah. Pricks. Nice to know that, you know, the other nice thing is that you have the construction experience and the uh, experience of others that you can help share. Yes. Okay. Let's go again. Okay. Here's your air conditioner. And I wanted yes. to ask you why you chose to use that rather than a mini split. Um, cost. Cost. Um, um, is this an air and, conditioner and, and heat? No, we're actually using um, an electric fireplace. So uh -huh. we have a heater, we have a, a ceiling heater in the restroom, and then we're using a um, um, electric fireplace in the middle of the room, which will, in, in our climate, will be enough 95% of the time. And we're we're going to have a supplemental heater in the bedroom if needed. Right. So you can also get a window unit with heat and do that. But, um, you know, we looked at the mini split and, and, the other thing is with a mini split is if you have to go and replace them, you know, they don't have a reputation for running forever. Um, they're probably about like a window unit. And so um, they're more expensive to replace and they're more difficult to replace. So, you know, a window unit 
they're standard size, two screws. I can pull that one out, put a new one in. Because right. I, I figure if you get three to five years out of them, you've probably done pretty good. And some mini splits may last 10 years and some window units do too. But just for me, it, it just, it made more sense from a cost standpoint. Cool. All right. We have mini splits. I hope you're not right in the fact that they're <laughs> going to be gone in a couple of years. We've had them for... Our house for three years. Almost three years. Um, the, the tricky part is the drain lines can clog. We had that happen. We were like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And so we figured that yeah. out. But um, I do, for us, we're thinking about putting a mini split here in the, this other office because of sound, right? Because if we're doing yeah. videos and a podcast and whatever, and we want air, those can be noisy. So we're, yeah. we're thinking about just getting one of those, you know, standalone mini splits for up here too. But yeah. anyway, just curious as to why you chose to do it that way. Now, what part of Texas are you, are you in? Just uh, central Texas. Okay. We are just Southwest of DFW area. Okay. Dallas, cool. Dallas Fort Worth. All right. Mar oh, uh, I wanted to comment on your insulation. You insulate like I do. You okay. upholster your, I've seen insulation in so many different formats and I make my insulation look just like this. I want the vapor barrier functioning. I want it neat yes. and tidy. I don't want it squashed. I want it everywhere. And I've seen insulation in every kind of format of that. And, and yeah. it drives Barry a little crazy. I'm like, no, I just want it to be perfect. <laughs> I need it you, to be perfect. Yeah. I kind of, I've learned over the years doing projects, do it right the first time. It usually pays off in the end. Right. So yeah. Take a little extra time. I was like, this is a man after my own heart. Look how he's <laughs> done his insulation. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, you don't even need sheetrock. Right. <laughs> Put up a piece of dry, yeah, drop cloth yeah. and you'd be fine. It'd be hard to rent that way, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. You know, you could go for the bare bones experience. Yeah. 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 Well, I think most people don't realize that that, that craft paper is, vapor you know, a vapor barrier yeah, or a vapor um, inhibitor. Inhibitor, barrier. yeah. So it's, um, yeah. It's important. So, I, uh, so, I think it's important to utilize that and keep it sealed. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that. So let's yeah. talk about your plumbing. I see you're doing uh, PECs. Yep. Yes. How, how I did. did. Have you always used PECs? Yes. Um, I I don't know. I, mm, I've done several jobs with PECs. I'm not a, I'm not a, an expert plumber. I'm a, um, again, you know, I've got a, a, a brother-in-law that, um, does construction and, and he's taught me how to do a lot of this stuff. So I'm really fortunate there. And we don't have years any laws like that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's, man, he does a little bit of everything. So anytime I've got a question or need a tool or anything, I just holler at him and I have him come look at it and, you know, make sure I haven't missed anything. And right. Um, so yeah, I did pecs though. I, I like it. It's very easy to work with. Yeah. yeah. Really important to do it. And, and I'm going to throw this in there. My, we, use the same plumber on our second house as we did for our first. And they really screwed us over the second time. Sadly, you trust people and then they, then they fall apart later. Uh -oh. yeah. But they had, I asked them, do you use pecs? Yeah, we can use pecs. They didn't get their shark bites or whatever you call those things on the pecs done and kind of abandoned me. And so my, our, um, when we did the we, water test, the water test was full of leaks. So make sure you test when you're plumbing. <laughs> you should do a test anyway, right? But you know, you're you're absolutely right. And I'll I'll tell you, I closed ours up 
before I tested it, but I, I was very, very careful to make sure I had all the crimps done. Right. There's so. little crimps and little tiny pieces of water that come out. So when we turned ours on, not knowing that they hadn't done that test, we had sealed yeah. it up and we had some problems, called another plumber yeah. and he helped us solve it. But um, yeah, just make sure you do that test, that line test before you seal anything up to make sure you, whether it's Tex, PEX or the standard plumbing, yep. Yeah. Uh, make sure that you don't end up with sheetrock that's uh, now mud. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 100 confident that everything is is crimped on this one in the walls. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And just to be sure, you went back and did it again before right, you sealed everything sure. up. I did. I absolutely did. I went back well, and looked everything over. And, yeah, it helps to be a little compulsive when you do these things. Back to do it right the first time. Yes, yeah. right, yep, that's exactly again? right. All right. Now, I wanted to talk to you. I see, um, I wanted to talk to you about your ceilings. Okay. Obviously, this is beautiful. I love all the um, windows that you've opted into here. Yeah, that's, that is beautiful, actually. It's beautiful. And the end Thank result you. is beautiful. And you, I don't think you have any trouble renting your bed and breakfast. And I have a tip for you at the end about where okay. I should locate this. Okay. Right. <laughs> because that's what I do. Um, tell me about your foil ceiling. It looks like you had two by six on the ceiling so you didn't uh, for our code if you're meeting code here now i don't know if it's the same for manufactured home but you have to have r38 in this in the um ceiling okay clearly that's not going to work here because r38 is like 12 inches deep so i'm sure there are ways around it but that's what that's what we were told now tell me this looks like just uh what i call astrofoil but it's like reflexic or something like that some name brand do you have something else under that or is it just a reflecting roof no, it's it's just reflecting, and um, I've not seen anybody do this. But I've built some metal buildings as well, and used this stuff. And um, when applied properly here, it works really well. Um, but a big asterisk to when a, when applied properly, because um, used improperly, it it, it gives you almost nothing. help, right? Yeah. So um, okay, so you know this is not something I'd seen done before. But in when I was back in, like I say, in another lifetime when I did engineering stuff, we we worked with building envelopes. So understanding how ventilation and and um, vapor barrier and all of those things work is is something that we did. And so I, I think I kind of just came up with this on my own. But the 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 idea of this, so this this building has vented eaves and a vented ridge, Got which it. is very rare. Most sheds don't have it at all. And most cabins don't, but, you know, by having a vented, um, a vented system, you're able to, you know, draft all the heat out. Right. And so essentially what I did is I stapled, I used, um, it is actually Astrofoil. Okay, that is cool. the main brand. So, um, they make a, um, a floor joist product that is made to be used like you did where you crawl into there and staple it up between the floor joists mm -hmm. and most floor joists are 24 on cent well either 24 or 16 and so i got their um 24 inch on center floor joist installation and i just i bought a new pneumatic stapler because i went through about 1500 staples putting yes. this stuff up yes healing. <laughs> And, and so, um, yeah, so what I did was create an air gap between right. the insulation and the roof, and then also create an air gap between the insulation 
and the uh, the wood ceiling. That's what I thought I saw, and I wanted to make yes. sure because reflective yes. or astrofoil is about reflecting heat. But yes. if you put something flat up against it, it takes its uh, ability to do that away. Absolutely. So that is suspend from what I suspected. That is suspended between your yes. uh, ceiling right. boards yes. and your roof, which is metal. Is your roof metal? Yes, it is. Okay. Black metal. Yeah. So that'll that, yeah, that's nice and hot. Um yeah. so then you're creating a barrier, but you also now that ridge vent is also shooting that hot air out that's all that's trapped right. between each one of your little things. Yeah. And by you know, by the way convective motion works, it will actually draft through that space. Right. And pull it out. Yeah, so it'll actually, you know, it, it's self it's like a power vent. And you can actually feel it. Once I got this up, um, the uh, the transformers for our LED lighting, you know, I had to go around those. Right. And you can literally like push your finger up there and just feel the the, uh, the airflow. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So it that works really cool. well. That is pretty cool. We have that. We used that in the other part of our office or studio or whatever, whatever we're, we're calling it, it um, uh, on the ceiling. And it's, you know, a barn style kind of kind of ceiling. We didn't want to do anything with it when we when we first got it. We so we're using it for an office. Yeah, we covered the whole thing in in astrofoil, and I have to tell you, I mean, it's it's a thin product, and it doesn't look like it's going to do anything. But yep. on the coldest days we've had, just a small space heater heats yep. up that space, and yep. of course we've we've got the walls insulated. But it's um, yeah. So we've just gone back and insulated the walls right. with fiberglass, and we've the same thing almost as your ceiling. We just haven't put any sheetrock on it. We, and because we didn't put it between the bays, we just upholstered the ceiling because yeah. first off, we didn't know what we were doing. And second off, we didn't really need it to be anything different than that. So it was easier just to staple up Astrofoil right. all over the but ceiling. That, that, it's a great product. Yeah. It is yes. product. If you use it correctly. That's the big if. I mean, That's that is so important. Yep. Yeah. I know. And, and, and another point, you know, most that you, you made is that, it reflects down as well. Yeah. And so when you create that air gap and keep it away from your ceiling, right. Um, it will actually reflect that heat down. And, and in my opinion, I think that's a better option than having fiberglass sandwiched between a closed space. I agree a hundred percent. Now we may be getting more in the weeds than a yeah. lot of people expect on our radio tiny house <laughs> podcast. Okay. But I think, I think this is important because I see, you know, I'm in several of these groups. That's how I found you. But I think the and the end result, of course, is your bed and breakfast. And I want to talk about that. But yes, yes. I see so many people who want so badly to build a, a, a place for their family, right? Yes. In a low entry. And then they post things like, oh, I've got water running in my wall. I have condensation everywhere. Yes. So they're trying so hard to do this. Yes. And they just don't have the right skill sets and information. So... This may be, yes. again, a little bit more in the weeds than uh, some of our podcasts, but I think it's really important for people to be able to see this and understand that you yes. can do it inexpensively. You just have to do some research and be a little smart about yes. how to handle right. the problems that you're going to be yes. delivered. And, and, and I, I have I have come to believe, too, you know, there is this idea that foam insulation is a way to do these, and I think it's probably maybe the worst choice you can make. I, I really yeah. think home's a bad idea. Well, because in a small space, you have to deal with humidity. And, you know, everybody says, oh, do foam and put a humidifier. Well, if you have to put a humidifier in, something is wrong with your building envelope and your ventilation. Exactly. 
And so that, that that's like saying, you know, I don't know. It's it's like using shed doors and, and yeah. I don't know, stapling rubber to the outside. It's like yeah. it's, it's just it's it's a band-aid. And so and, and you know, these are small spaces and moisture, particularly in the south where we are, where you are, humidity, yes. moisture is a big thing. You're breathing, yes. you're yes. taking showers, you're cooking. Um, we made the mistake of not putting an outside vent over our stove. That's the big mistake that we have to solve. You know, I just need to get something that event, but then I set off the smoke alarm every time I cook because it's well, a small space. That's and it, just kind of the saying around our house. Dinner is ready when the smoke alarm goes off. Yeah. <laughs> not always my fault. Yeah. But it's moisture and smoke and right. all oh, those yeah. things yep. that happen. And your space is smaller than our house. Our house is about 768 square feet. Anyway, so let's move yes. on from that. And let's okay. go. You no, I no, I think, uh, I think we've, we've given uh, Astrofoil a, <laughs> a big, a, a uh, pretty good, uh, you know, bump Absolutely. In the description <laughs> so people can order. Yeah. And I, I wanted to just mention um, a couple things about this photo. Obviously you can see the, astrofoil on the ceiling the green board in the bathroom do you want to briefly yes. just talk about what that does for people who don't know well it handles moisture better so sheetrock will absorb moisture but the the green rock is is um, um is actually designed to work in wet spaces so um that's that's why you want to use green rock in your bathroom and if it costs just a little more sheetrock oh, yeah, is really cheap a couple people bucks a sheet maybe thing to call cover my walls i'm like sheetrock yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just a pain in the neck to do all that taping and all that mudding, mudding and, and sanding. sanding and yeah. It's also sand this. I'll, I'll tell you a secret. I have learned to finish without sanding. Well, I you do a lot of that, that too. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, just use crazy. I'm like, I don't want to sand all that stuff. <laughs> right. So just, well, I mean, yes, I get the sanding when, uh, <laughs> when we had our house done. We didn't do the sheetrock in our own house just because it was just too much of a. We had too much going on. Too much going oh, yeah. on. We were going to Europe and all sorts of fun stuff. And, um, uh, you know, the guy that did it, I, he did a good job. But my gosh, all that dust from sanding crazy. was crazy. It's just, it's there's got to be a better way. There. And doing it where you don't have to sand much uh, is probably the only that's way. The best plan. Okay, yeah. let's go on. Uh, oh, I just I just put this one in because I want to just talk about the fact that clearly you you're taping it off. You spray painted it, right? Did you spray? Um, it? I, I did not actually, and I'd removed um, part of the taping and and uh, masking. No, that was I, so I sprayed texture. Um, I did an orange peel texture. Um, oh, cool! That's one of the ways you know you get away without sanding. You just do sanding, a good job, right. and then and then texture it. So. Um, we decided not to spray it. It's such a small space. My wife and I um, stayed out there one night and uh, we painted and drank a bottle of wine and just made a night of it. And um, so it was actually a really fun, fun night. It just took took a couple hours to get it painted. So, yeah. I, yeah. I wondered. Uh, yeah. Because it's small and then you breathe. Yeah. All that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. Orange peel. I like that. Orange idea. Peel. We'll have to look at that. Um, I wanted to make sure we just had a picture of how you were finishing out your bathroom. I know it's kind of okay. hard to get the, oh, the thing, got... but is that a closet? What is that? I'm in that's the that's kind of a utility closet. I put the, uh, we used an on-demand water heater. Right. And uh, my electrical's on the outside of the building, just outside that closet. And so um, 
that's just sort of my mechanical room, I guess. So if I have to get into the electrical panel for some reason, I can do it in there without tearing any of my finished spaces up. Right. And then um, also I needed a place to hide the water heater. I didn't want it exposed on a wall somewhere. And so right. we're just going to actually put a curtain over that. We'll have storage in there. Since it's a and b you know, we may have like a, a vacuum cleaner and some things to just clean the space, right. keep spare towels and, and stuff like that. Right. Cool. All right. I like that. All right. And easy with that shower inset. That's actually, so I learned a lesson on that. That's actually an acrylic four piece uh -huh. unit, which is way more work. I've done a fiberglass insert, which is super easy. Um, this was a learning experience for me, but because um, you have to frame it out specifically to line up like, with all the places and then glue it all in place. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is like, wait, I thought I was going to do this in like a half an hour and it took me <laughs> half a day. So, it, will you, excuse me, will you do it again? I would. I'll just, I'll know next time to, uh, to frame it before I get ready to put the shower in it. Cause I had to kind of drag out all the frame and stuff and do a lot of work. I wasn't planning on doing. Gotcha. Yeah. It's pretty. Thank you. Okay. And there's just the vanity, vanity. and I'm assuming yeah. there'll be a mirror back up there. Yes, there will. We, yeah. Although, We're still working on getting all that finished. I mean, the, I, I the do sunlight like, coming through I do through like the nice. shadow of the window <laughs> and the tree. That's, that's totally cool. Okay. <laughs> I'm making Barry run the mouse, as you can see. Okay. This is the back to the astrofoil. I wanted to talk about you, you alluded to it, but yes. just for people who are paying attention to this, this is your astrofoil is not touching your beadboard on your ceiling. It is creating that gap and yes. in the ceiling. Yes. I also like the fact that you put, <clears throat> excuse me, frog in my throat, beadboard on the ceiling because sheetrock is heavy. Yes. Even though it's cheap, it's heavy. And so if you're doing this yourself, you and your wife, putting that, I don't know, did you lift, use any sort of lifts to do this? Okay. So yeah, this is actually not beadboard paneling. Um, this is tongue and groove pine. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. so, but it's pre-painted or something. Or did you? I pre-painted it. You pre-pained it. Okay. Yeah, well, I pre-painted it um, 160 or 80 pieces of it. You counted every single one. Uh, uh, yeah. I did. Would you do that again? Yes, because I like the finished product. I like um, but I think I'll get a bigger sprayer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Paint that sucker. I watched somebody in some group, they were painting them all on the floor. You know, like just I, painting the floor. Oh, they my went. God. So I, I laid mine out on um, what I did is I set drying racks. Um, I had drying racks set up and, and I laid it out on sawhorses yeah, and sprayed it. And uh, and then would take it to the drying racks, and uh, it took three. No, my son did one day. I did three days. So it took four days of paint, move, dry. I mean, that's dedication. Um, yeah. Now these look small though. Our tongue and groove. Well, you can see in our podcast studio, we have a, a twelve foot, a twelve incher, and the tongue uh -huh. and groove with a V. You know what do they call that? A V band or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we have the four four inches in our front part up here. These look small. Are how wide are these? So it, it's a four inch. Okay, um, but but it's um, there's a bead on the center. Oh, uh, I got you. So, so we're doing a double. Yeah, it's like an inch and three. I think they call it a two inch bead. It's a right. little bit under two inches. Yeah, so I know what that head. is. Yeah. yeah, it just it just looks like a separate piece of wood. Anyway, it's yeah. lovely. Thank you. It looks great. It okay. does. Don't paint it on the floor, though. Yeah, don't paint it on the floor. No. That's like a hard way to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Total side here. I watched a uh, video the other day of, um, I love 
Japanese shoshugiban, where you take a torch and you burn wood uh, okay. to, to bring out the, the, the texture and the wood. And somebody was doing a plywood floor with uh-huh. this. They were using one of those dragon torches, you know, that you attach to your propane tank. And the guy was doing it in his house. Uh, like uh-huh. <laughs> on the on the subfloor against the wall, and his wife made him move it outside. <laughs> and I'm good thinking, for, good for her. Yeah, it, it's a great way to burn your house down. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We're almost done about the tour. Um, this is just yeah. that getting into that bathroom, bathroom. again. And oh. then I wanted to talk about finishing this off. So you've taken at the edges of those beadboard because nobody can cut yeah. that perfectly. You've taken a right. good trim on that, and it looks really lovely the way you've done it. That is, it's Thank excellent you. finishes. It's very nice. Thank you. There's your little kitchen. Yep, we. Uh, that's just last weekend, just getting it set. Now I didn't see a fridge. Is that underneath, or is that something going somewhere else? Uh, the fridge is the fridge is going to stand on the end of this. Uh, of this the, section, okay. Yes. So yes, and then we're actually putting a cooktop in under the microwave, but we've been waiting on it to be delivered. And so I'm putting a two burner cooktop. So what is this little here? I'll do it with my, what is this? Just decor, decorative? It is. Um, my like wife it. will tell me what she's got to put up there, but we're going to put something up there and it's going to have light shining up on it. How cute. That'll be nice. I mean, you know, so I have a friend and I'll tell you my tip in a minute, but I have a friend who does this <laughs> and every picture that she takes of her um, uh, bed and breakfast she says it has to be Instagrammable, right? Right. So your wife already is thinking about an Instagrammable shot with that section up there. It, That's it, what I say. It would actually kind of be a cool place for a an aquarium. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Though I don't me. know how you feed the fish. I wouldn't want that much water up there. <laughs> and here's just a close-up of that. You use the same. We've got yeah, the same. open shelving. I love shelves. that. I mean, we've got yeah. the same brackets. Well, they look similar. Amazon. Yes, they came off of Amazon. Yeah, yeah these that's what we did yeah, too. we got heavy duty hand forged kind of thing. They're things. not as sturdy as you think they're gonna be because there's no real bracket. So they're a little bit givey. Yeah. But I'm gonna tie the corners together on that uh where where the corners go in, we're gonna tie those with, with little steel brackets. So I hope that makes it a little more a rigid. Little bit more yeah. steady. Yeah. Like that. All right. And there is that you? That's your son? That's my son. He was uh helping me build the uh floating floating uh deck step. Steps. So we're about to the big reveal. Okay. The big reveal. The big reveal. Okay. So you got right. steps. You got steps. And he, he knows to measure twice and cut once. Right. Yeah. By the way, I didn't ask you, how big is their space? How big is this building? Uh, it's 12 by 32. So I think it's exactly about 370 in. inside. Yeah. That's exactly what we have, except we have a little porch. To do yeah. it over. I wouldn't do it over that then again. I'm expanding the spring. Okay. Go. And I, there it I is. I love that. It's so cute. Thank you. Great. Now, Now, are you planning on leaving the bottom open like that? Are you going to put anything? No. No. um, So our local buy, sell, trade Facebook group, I came across someone selling used four by four treated post. And I went and bought 60 or 80 of those for like $100. I mean, it was just nothing. And so what I'm going to do is interlace those and make a weave. So I'm going to weave those in layers around. Oh, cool. You sound like a crazy person, but I think it'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it won't be too hard. 
It, it sounds amazing. It sounds I want, cool. I want final pictures of that. All right. Um, so here, let's talk about money and let's talk about kind of how you're going to use this Airbnb and just kind of give me the thumbnail of that if you could. Generally, right. I mean, we don't want to get into your pocketbook, but if you can help people understand that. Right, right. You know, so I think one of the things people generally look for is they want to be able to build one of these for less per square foot than it costs to build a house. And that's not going to happen. No, right. You know, because you're building a house. Right. And, and, and what we found is even, you know, if you're going to make it nice, you know, most of your, well, not most, but a lot of your money comes from kitchen bathroom. Those right. are typically, you, you know, have to have uh, one. and so even though the space is small, the cost per foot for the total building is, is going to be about what it costs to build a house. Right. Um, you know, and we ended up about, um, we're probably about 90 bucks a foot, you know, finished space. So, you know, around $35,000 for the project. Um, but, um, you know, it's, uh, that's, that's what we went in plan. We, the only thing we went over on was, uh, I, I decided not to dig a 300 foot trench and lay the sewer myself. Yes. Um, I understand I, I this thing. To, you know, it just, yeah, yeah it no. wasn't, it wasn't in my, um, I could do it. I didn't want to do it. And so anyhow, we hired that. We had not planned for that. Um, you know, going into it, it's like, oh yeah, I'll just do that myself. And then you start looking at it and you're like, ah, took me so four and a half days to paint all this stuff. I'm not digging a 300 foot trench. That's it. So we, uh, so anyways, we, we, it was about $3,000, you know, more than what we planned. Uh, lumber was a little bit more, uh, but we were, we were pretty close on, on our budget, but we've, we've done, you know, a few construction projects through the years, quite a few actually. So so we hit pretty close. We we knew about what it was going to cost. So you think you ended up with about at about ninety, including your septic, or so we had we had existing septic. The three hundred foot was to tie into our existing septic line. Gotcha. Um, and so um, we uh, we have a septic on property, and we actually have sewer on our property too, but we choose not to tie into it, so we just use our own septic. Um, and so. Um, Anyway, we tied into that. So it's essentially just putting one more bathroom on that, on that septic. So right. um, that's how, what we did is uh, we used a transfer pump. And so we actually have a tank um, behind the shed below ground. There's a tank with a pump. And so it actually fills and then empties, you know, I think it holds 30 gallons. So you kind of have a mini septic there and then it just um, transfers over to the existing um, and it, it's a, you know, it's a cost effective way to do it. Most people are not really aware that that's an option. I but. did not know that was a way, an option. We tied in our house into our septic. On, our, so both houses are on the same septic, but we would love to put a bathroom up here in this place, not uh -huh. to stay. I don't even know if the county would let us do it. They're kind of picky, but um, you know, that might be something we could look into. So that's cool. Yeah. The transfer station works well because it'll even pump uphill. So, oh, that's cool. That's yep. cool. You learn so something new it, every day. Is it just a a, a pump that that? <laughs> yeah, gross discussion. But it yes. moves uh, the solids. Yes. Is it a macerator pump that kind of chops it up and then sends it out? They call it a grinder pump. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's enough information yeah. for this yep. video. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay. And now Airbnb, you're in central yes. Texas. You're probably within an hour of a city, a big city, a big city. Uh, yes. We're about an hour from Fort Worth. 
for Fort okay. Worth. So what, I mean, so when you decide to rent this and I've looked on Airbnb before, and if I recall, you can go to, and I was just going to verify this, but you can go somewhere to Airbnb and say, Hey, I've got a Airbnb. I want to rent in this area. And they'll give you kind of a range of what that would, you could price it at. Is yeah. that correct? Um, or do you know that? Oh, so, so, you, um, so if I, you mean as the, um, you're hosting on Airbnb itself. Right. You know, you can set the price really whatever you want. I, I don't know that they have su suggested pricing. They may, because um, my I wife did all of that. I thought I saw that, that, but I may be wrong. It's very possible, but you can price it however you want. Um, and so we just kind of looked at the area and, and just, we've been using it for several years. So we have a pretty good idea. And I mean, there's people around here that charge $200 a night, you know, to rent a cabin. Um, and so, um, you know, we're starting out at 120 uh -huh. and we, we hope to land at 150 after we get it up and rolling, um, you know, which is about what it costs to stay in a nice hotel. Right. Right. Hotel um, <laughs> around here. And um, and so that's that's kind of what, what we're looking at. Privacy. Yeah, exactly. Right. And and so if you do the math and I'm sure people now are getting out their calculators and they're figuring out, well, it was 300 square feet and it's $90 a square foot and that 35 or yeah. 40,000 in it. And how fast am I getting that money back? And the yeah. money comes back very quickly. Yes. Yeah. You know, I heard some time ago that, you know, anything you can invest in that pays back in under five years, do it now. Right. And uh, these do, you know, I think, I think with just a, uh, with really, uh, you know, if, if you can even get to 50%, you can get your money back in like 18 months. Yeah. Right. At 50% right. rental capacity. Um, right. You know, so that means at 25%, you know, you're three years. So if I can rent every weekend of the month or one full week and a couple weekends, you know, it's a three-year payback. Yeah. So here's my tip. Okay. I have a career in recruiting physicians and nurses. <clears throat> During this crisis in particular, the travel nursing industry has gone insane. Okay. And I can promise you that there's a travel nurse somewhere looking for your property right now. And they're booking for 13 weeks at a time. Wow. And after this call, I'll send you the link of where okay. you can put this if you'd be interested. I don't get anything for it. But uh, having a 13-week guest who would love to stay in your space, and they do them in 13-week blocks, you might be able to be full all the time. Yeah, that would be great. Um, yeah, send it to me, and um, yeah, we'll I'll, I'll research it. We're probably, you know, we're going to start booking here in about, hopefully, actually, we have our first guest for Valentine's weekend. So That's cool. Uh, their trial, uh, some people, uh, business acquaintance slash friends. And so from then on, you know, so in a month or a little over, we'll be ready. So yes, right. cool. Send it to right. me. And nurses are desperately looking for safe um, places. And I've seen some of the places that they're having to stay and I would, I wouldn't stay there. Um, and they, but they, you know, they get us travel stipend. So they have only a certain amount of money to spend, <clears throat> but they can afford what you have. Um, and many of them would love that space. Great. So, yes, absolutely. I know you've got hospitals near you. So I'll get that to you and let you know. <laughs> Great. Yeah. 
We, we will definitely look into that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. What spot in Texas doesn't have hospitals near? Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, there are lots of spots in Texas that don't. Well, have that's true. I mean, them. yes, I've been to all of them, I think. Uh, yes. Anyway. Um, and do you have anything else that you wanted to say? Of course, we will put, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got a frog. <laughs> the link to your bed and breakfast in your in the comments so people can book if they want to. We would love to promote you that way. Did I so, miss any questions or anything that you think people need to know about this experience? Um, I would just say, you know, if you're interested in it, you know, um, make sure you do your homework first. I think that the more resources you have, the better. Um, but then like I would just say, that's right. Yeah, friend, brother-in-law, fund a. And there's groups online. Um, you I know, I would always that, ask my next contractor, what do I do about this? How do I do this? Can you recommend the next guy to me? I mean, they really helped me. My contractors helped me. Yes. Yes. I think that I, I have. So in the forums, you know, I've seen some questions and, and I, I don't mean it to be, you know, horsey, but sometimes I'll respond. If you have to ask about this, you should probably hire someone. Yes, right. I feel that way. I haven't said that yet, but I feel that way sometimes. Yeah, because some of this stuff, I think um, if you have to ask, um, I don't, you know, if you have to ask about electrical almost at all, um, I mean, I'm not saying there are some specifics, but, you know, if you have to ask how to wire a receptacle, you should probably not be wiring a house. No, I agree. <laughs> um, and, and you know, yeah, if you've never used uh, PVC glue, you probably should not be plumbing a house. And and so there's some of those things where I think you can learn for sure uh, with resources. But, you know, you you can't do it by yourself is what I should say. You're going to need some help. So make sure you have that in place before you move in, because I see some of these folks moving in with an extension cord and a bed and a little heater and they're trying to figure out how to finish the house and right or they're working they've they've gotten rid of all their worldly goods they've stuck it in the house and they're trying to work around with it and it gets overwhelming oh, so yeah. in that in that scenario if you are out of your house you know you have to move to make it all work <clears throat> i recommend highly that they just build themselves a little 10 by 12 bedroom to live in and then work in the house don't yes. try to do all that. It's just too much. And so many people get discouraged and you want them to finish their projects. So, I mean, this is a big job. Nobody realizes by looking yes. at that house, nobody realizes, and you already had the shell done, how yes. much work it is, how hard it is to accomplish four days yes. of painting, just the ceiling boards, right? And you guys yeah. know what you're doing. So I, I just think it's a big project. That's why I always recommend for everybody to go as small as they can to start with and then plan to expand, right? If yes. you have, it, whatever the minimum is you can live in, do that and then expand if you need right. to. <clears throat> yes. Okay. Yes. Well, this so is just do your research. Do, yeah, you. do your research and and don't do anything stupid and don't follow bad advice. That's the other thing. You know, the, the internet, there are, there are groups all over any social <laughs> media platform that are full of, of advice that should not be taken. Right. <laughs> That's right. And those shed groups are the same way, unfortunately. Yes, so they you are. Somebody was recommending they insulate somebody was, this is the one that bothers me that one of the most, and I've said this before, insulate their house with cardboard. I'm like, that is bad mm -hmm. advice. Do not insulate your house with cardboard. You're talking about roaches and water and mold and resins and all kinds of things. Don't do that. 
Right. I mean, right. yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, uh, this has been great. I yeah. appreciate you being our first StreamYard guest. So we figured out the details. We were having internet trouble earlier. So this has been a bonus podcast for this week. Right. We usually do it on Tuesdays, and then we had to reschedule this. So we're just having a two-week podcast week. So that's been fun. Well, thanks for having me on. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, we've enjoyed it as well. I'm looking forward to coming and staying there. Yeah, we'll be on your list. Actually, I, we, <laughs> I'm starting a YouTube channel. I have started it, but of, of these, like Shed okay. Homes, there's so mm-hmm. many tiny home channels, right? But these Shed Homes are almost non-existent channels. So we'll come. We'll come stay if you'll let us. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, of course. Put it on our YouTube. Yeah, That'd be yeah cool. we'd love to have you. But I can't fill. I can't completely fill it up with nurses. Then that means, right? Yeah, that's right. We'll come in. (laughs) Yeah, but not in the not in the middle of summer. I've been to Dallas, Fort Worth in the middle of summer, (laughs) and I don't think I'm doing that again. The same temperatures as we are. We're in Atlanta, and it's just north of Atlanta, so we know. No, well, yes, that's true. I spent uh, a Hades few days in Grapevine once. That was hot as man. That was hot that year. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, thanks so much. Thank you very much. It's been fun. You've been a great guest and great. I mean, such a great job on 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 that cabin. That's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yep, it looks great. Thank you. Hey, it's me again. Thanks for listening to Radio Tiny House. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so at radiotinyhouse at gmail.com. Or you can find us on our Facebook page, which is My Tough Shed Home. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.